welcome to AMDG. I'm Mike Jordan-Lasky. My very special guest today is Father Arturo Sosa, who is the 31st Superior General of the Society of Jesus. That's a really short list of Jesuit leaders when you think about it, considering that the first leader of the society was none other than St. Ignatius of Loyola himself back in the mid-16th century. Father Sosa is originally from Venezuela, where he was a political science professor and the provincial superior for a time. He's the first person born in South America to lead the Jesuits, and he has been serving in the role since 2016, when his Jesuit brothers elected him at the society's 36th general congregation. Serving as Father General, as the role is called within the Society of Jesus, is a massive job. With over 16,000 Jesuits from practically every culture scattered across the globe, Father General is responsible for guiding the society in the same direction and building unity within diversity. A lot of Father General's time is spent on the road, visiting Jesuit communities and works around the world to help him get a bird's eye view of the large society he leads. Earlier this month, his travels led him to the west coast of the United States, including the Jesuit Retreat Center in Los Altos, California, which is where I sat down with him. We talked about his visit to the States, the four universal apostolic preferences that are guiding Jesuit life and mission for the next decade, and what it's like to see his photograph on the wall of every Jesuit community on every continent he visits. One quick note before we get started, in addition to the podcast, we've published a transcript of highlights from this conversation on our website at jesuits.org. Thanks for joining us. Father General, thank you so much for coming on the AMDG podcast. Welcome to the United States. Uh, how has your, your visit to the West Coast been? Well, has been a very helpful visit. It has allowed to meet most of the Jesuits of the West uh, United States province and most of the director of work. So I've been really a, a very uh, helpful for me encounter with the, the main uh, body of the, of the province. As I, I have also able to visit the bishops of the area that uh, to further the understanding the the relationship between the society of jesus and the local church we serve so i have seen a substantive progress of the collaboration between jesuits and lay people uh, united in by a missionary passion the process of integration of the ministry of the province gas in the direction of the apostolic preferences and I have tried to encourage them to continue growing in this way of doing things together, feeling part of the same body, uh, serving the same mission, uh, trying to take advantage of the diversity they have and the society has. So it has, a very, it has been a very successful visit. Traveling all over the world uh, takes up a lot of your time. Uh, what is most valuable to you uh, in those visits? The face-to-face -face contact uh, with Jesuits uh, and partners in mission, uh, the perception of the social, economical, and uh, political situation where they uh, work and they perform their services in, in, very, in a variety of situations, not easy. 
and uh, is me to that allows me to accurate really the picture of the universal value of the society. You know, for a for a normal Jesuit, it's not easy to have a the big picture of the body of the society. And being a general, the first task is to understand that big picture and to really have a, an experience, a direct experience, a face-to-face -face experience of the Jesuits all over the world. So, as you mentioned, Jesuits all over the world in every different socio-economic and cultural context, how do you begin to lead uh, a community, a body that is so diverse? What are some of the things that are important to leading a, a, a community like the Society of Jesus? Well, that's very it's very exciting to do that, no? because it's not it's not it's not the task of one person. So the the leadership in the society, I have to say, is a shared leadership. So it's not it's not not the society do not depends on one person. The society depends of a, a lot of persons aligned in the same mission. And uh, so, the the richness is the diversity, and uh, we are uh, really able to, with the big diversity we have, to uh, go in the same direction. And also, the the diversity means that things are not clear. So we have to uh, all the time try to be more clear about what really we need to do and re what really the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. I remember when I met with my fellow uh, conference communications leaders uh, in, in Rome last year, meeting uh, the director who is, lives in, in India, the concerns that the church has there, what they're facing, just so different from the things that we, we think about and realizing that there are so many different challenges based on where you are in the world and what your context is. Yes, but in, the, in both directions. Huh? That first, when you hear the, the situation of others, you understand that your situation is not the only one and maybe it's not the most important one. So the re relativization of the situation of each one is important. And on the other, uh, in the other side also, that diversity uh, allows us to, to support each other no? and, and to uh, exchange uh, experience and big practices and to to fight a light when you don't have a light in your in your in your situation you can have a light in another one so really the this this body with this variety is very interesting so you've been serving as a father general for about three years um, and while there are many people who you share leadership with, when you visit these communities around the world, uh, in every community is a photo of a pope on the wall, Pope Francis, and your photo on the wall. What, uh, how do you approach that? What, does, um, what is that like to see that uh, in your experience? Well, it's, a, it's a, a surprise all the time. What are you doing there? And <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a way to, to, to remember that uh, one of my, my, my most uh, important uh, challenges to being a superior general, that a superior general has to be a, a factor of unity. And uh, the image there is a factor of unity. It's not a kind of, a, of having a, 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 an important person. Also, also the image of the Pope and the bishop. The idea we are part of a body, we are part of a, we are serving, and we have something that can unite us. Mm. No, uh, in that in this process of, of, of being uh, universal and diverse uh, uh, body doing 
the same mission. What has been an especially meaningful or profound thing about being Father General that you might not have expected? What has surprised you? Well, so many things, I can, uh, not, not one. Sure. So, no, I think uh, what is really, really amazing of the Society of Jesus is, uh, I think the, the word is the creativity uh, facing new situations or, or tough situations or difficulties with really a small quantity of, of, of uh, resources. No? Uh, you, you find everywhere Jesuits facing uh, situations that you see well, well, how you can be here or how you can have a school here or how can you be, no? so, but people do that. And, and I think the Jesuits and partners do that with real, real sense of, of doing something important for the service of the others. And uh, looking in the interior and, <laughs> and, and around the, the resources that not, evidently are not there, but they succeed to promote the, a, a situation that, when that can be done. You've talked about the, the figure of Abraham uh, as being an inspirational one or something you've connected with uh, in this role. What about the story of Abraham uh, resonates with you? Well, Abraham it was an a, a old man, no? a wealthy man, a man who has been very successful in his life and he has arrived in a moment that he was very uh, tranquil, he can not worry the future because he so has a good uh, properties, a good family, uh, and then he feel or his he uh, the call of the spirit, and the 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 message from the spirit was, you have to leave that behind you, and go to the road, and normal a, a normal person would say. Why? No, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm already in my in, in my in the last part of my life. I don't want to to move around. I'm I'm, I'm very I'm very satisfied with my life. And no, but he didn't do that. He just say okay, and and he left behind everything and uh, go to on the road. And then he asked, when when I have to go? When I have to to walk? And the response of the Lord is, I will tell you. Keep, keep uh, walking, I will tell you. Uh, more difficult. Well, you, have to, you have to walk, you have nothing, and you don't, don't, know, you don't know the destination. You know that. And you, the surprise are one after the other. No? He walk around, he have a son. And then when the son was uh, in, the, in the good age of maturity to succeed him, the Lord asked him to sacrifice his son. And, and he went with the son to the sacrifice. Well, this are, and a very nice dialogue in that chapter of the, of the history where the son is asking Abraham, and where, where is the animal we were to sacrifice? God will give it to us. No? So this, this attitude of just really having totally uh, your trust in God and only in God. And 
for a for a, a, a man or a woman of our our uh, cultures in this uh, we ourselves self-supporting no we are uh, we are proud that we can do by, by ourselves so left all things in the man in the hands of God that is the attitude that the the gospel is asking to us is really a, a very complex process and and Abraham is a really a model of being uh, a man and woman of faith. You see him trusting uh, in the Lord to, to follow, as you said. Where, where do you see the, the Holy Spirit leading the Society of Jesus today? If I knew that, it would be the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I see, I see, I see the, 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 the process of the universal apostolic preferences was really led by the Spirit. We have started a process, the general congregation asked us to do a process that never before had been done in the Society of Jesus. That the whole body of the society make a discernment in common, including our, our lay pandas. I would love to talk about the universal apostolic preferences now that you've, you've mentioned it. Just in case listeners are not familiar, I'll remind them uh, of what the, the four universal apostolic preferences are. Uh, one, to show the way to God through the spiritual exercises and discernment. Two, to walk with the poor, the outcasts of the world, those whose dignity has been violated in a mission of reconciliation and justice. Number three, to accompany young people in the creation of a hope-filled future. And number four, to collaborate in the care of our common home. So you go around and speak to groups, I'm sure, in your, your time here in the United States and everywhere around the world about these universal apostolic preferences, which were received just about a year ago. How do you begin to, uh, to introduce them to people who might not be so familiar with them? Well, we have now a roadmap. We have received a, a roadmap. Roadmap. We we have not uh, designed the roadmap. We have received it from the spirit. I was telling before. Uh, we started to to figure out that roadmap without really know knowing how to do it, and uh, and then the process gave us the idea, and we gave it to the Holy Father. The Holy Father. We give it back to us with with some uh, remarkable uh, note quotations of the roadmap. So what I tell it, we have a roadmap and, and we have a light that can illuminate our life and mission to uh, walk in that path. I think sometimes uh, when we sit with and, and reflect with a set of preferences like these, um, we might be led down the wrong way of interpreting them, maybe to think of them a, as a checklist to see, oh, uh, we're here at a Jesuit school, we're accompanying young people, we can check that off and wipe our hands of it and move on. But you said that they're not a checklist, not to think of them that way. How else should we think of them? Well, because we have to, to understand the, the, the four prefer preferences you read before uh, as, a, as a group, as a whole. No? I, I like to use the image of the, of the hand. You, the hands have different parts, and the parts really can move independently, and you can use one finger or two for some uh, activities. But you, the real, the real uh, function of the hand is when you can use it all the fingers together and the and the palm of the hand in coordination. So the four preferences are part of the hand, and this is a, five, a fifth year, a fifth the 
part of the hand, no finger, that is collaboration. Because all these four things cannot be doing, not not one by one, but all together. But not not only us, but we have great collaboration among us, among our lay churners, among other people in the church and out the church. So collaboration also is a, a, a very important part of how we understand to assimilate and uh, embody our apostolic preferences. You started sharing a little bit about the process of how the UAP came to be and were received as a mission from the Holy Father. They weren't thought up in a room by yourself. You didn't sit in a quiet room and thought, well, what does the church and what does the Society of Jesus need today and, and write them down? There was a process of discernment in common. Can you describe that process? How did the UAP come into being? Well, it, it came uh, because the general congregation had knew that we had, uh, since the 2003, uh, preferences that Father Kolbenberg was uh, asked to, to give to the society in another circumstances. And General Congregation 35 confirmed those preferences that were really were needs, universal needs to be supported by the society. And this congregation, 36 congregation, said, okay, we have to, uh, we are in a new situation, we have a, a different context, we need to revise that. But the General Congregation said, okay, this revision of the preferences should be done with the incorporation of the whole body of the society, also the lay partners. So really a, a new process for the society of Jesus. So when, when I received that, my father didn't have to promote that process. I didn't know though how to start. No? And well, I shared the situation with, my, with the counselors and nobody knows exactly what was so from the very beginning, we have to yes uh, ask the the help of the Holy Spirit how we can go uh, in that. And then, uh, little by little, we discover step by step how to do it. You know, and and we start to it is the a very important point of the of a very possible uh, characteristic of the starting point was to understand that life and mission you cannot. That cannot be separated. No, we have. We are talking about our life. We are talking about our mission. Our mission is our life. Our life, our mission. That's the sense of the of the thing. And then we went to a process. We we figured out a process. And uh, uh, obvious, we cannot send ourselves. So the process we knew from the very beginning that have to finish in the hands of the church through the Holy Father, because it is the Holy Father who is a, has the authority to send the society. So all the process uh, was directed to that. So we are starting the communities and the apostolic works and the grassroots of the society. Every community and every apostolic work was invited to make their own discernment about what they think they were what they think, what they pray, what they, miss, they feel in their hearts that are the preferences for the whole society. No, and not for them, mm. not for the whole society. Each, each one was, was asked about the whole society. And then at the, level, at, at, at the level of the province, the provincial, the staff of the provincial, the consulta, and then at, at the level of the conferences of major superiors, also each one has made their own discernment. It's not a kind of 
progressive discernment. Each one has to done that, and all that came to the General Council, and we uh, spent nine days to, to uh, hear the society, hear the spirit, hear our own movements, and the result of that went to the Pope. And then the Pope gave it back to us, uh, saying, okay, I confirm, this is, you have done a, a, a discernment, and this is the, the mission I gave the society for the next 10 years. So, Pope Francis, you mentioned, had returned the, the uh, preferences as uh, a mission from himself and, and was in, involved in reflecting. He, I think in his comments back, uh, emphasized the, the primacy of that, the first uh, preference as kind of grounding for the other three and for all of the work of the society, the, uh, the importance of showing the way to God through spiritual exercises uh, and discernment. Um, I think the Society of Jesus has these, these gifts, the spiritual exercises, discernment, other practices, spiritual conversation, these great gifts to offer to the broader church, to the world. Um, what do you think, uh, why do you think the world today is, really needs those, those gifts and, and how can we share them? Let me go a step back. The, the, the Holy Father did not stress the first preferences. He didn't? No. Oh, all right. Well, we can start that what, again. What, what he did is to stress, if you are not men of prayer, all the rest mm. have, makes no sense, even the first preference. Mm. So he went directly to the fundament. Mm. If you, uh, you are men of prayer, means if you are not really united to God, if you are not really hearing the Holy Spirit, all the rest, the four preferences, makes no sense. So... Uh, that uh, you can you can uh, link that with the first preference easily because if you do if you are not in the path you cannot show the path, but if for all so the fundament is really that if the members of the society, the lay uh, panel uh, uh, sharing the mission of the society, we don't have as a primary primary relationship with God, all the rest. Uh, makes no sense. I, I know that like, for me as a young adult, you know, a young father, three kids, four and under, I, even I'm not a Jesuit, obviously, I'm drawn to Ignatian spirituality, the exercises, discernment, because it seemed to be the, these tools for finding out what, what God is calling me to, that within my, within my life, these are ways that I can be guided and can listen for the Spirit. These kind of very practical uh, tools, a spirituality that is uh, very rooted in my experience and connects to my experience. And it seems like that is something that a lot of young people I know, friends of mine, really hunger for. They want to know what they're called to do, what their meaning is, and that the Society of Jesus has these tools to offer as ways to kind of help figure out what God might be calling us to. Yes, and the, but, but the, the, the principal fruits of the spiritual exercises is, first of all, interior freedom. So through the exercises, you gain interior freedom, no? and, and you feel yourself uh, really healed by the, by the forgiveness of God and in conditions to make elections. No? And that's that is a, the, a very a very uh, important fruit. And then the exercises uh, lead you to make election. And then they give you the capacity to be a discerning person. No, because the exercises is a, a in a time limit. You you know you are not all your life in 
in exercise, you know, you, you, it's, a, it's an experience. But what you uh, draw from the exercise is, is discernment. So the capacity of, be, of being a discernment person, you know, that is uh, uh, in a very practical way, uh, in, as you say, you have to, you, you gain the capacity to find God in everything. No, and, and that's because you are in touch with that. And second, is a, a practical advice of Jesus of uh, Ignatius is examine yourself, examine yourself twice a day. Every time you do something important, examine yourself. Where you find the the spirit there, no, and and uh, an examine that is a uh, uh, an attitude of uh, being grateful to God because it's accompanying your life and the life of the of the humanity. So the discernment, because the, the, the preference is both. Spiritual exercises is a kind of school, but when you learn what you learn in your school, you have to apply in the in your life every day that is discernment. I, when I used to work with high school students taking on social justice service trips, and at the end of each day, we would do a, an examine, a modified examine to introduce it to these students. And they would do a whole week in service. And by the end of the week, they would notice in the moment, oh, here's my gift of the day or here's something I'm grateful for. Here's God at work. They started to see it happening as it was happening, becoming more aware of their uh, connection with God uh, in the moment, which I think is such a can be a gift uh, of the mm -hmm. examine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, I think of the UAP... Uh, together really as responses to some woundedness in the world that there are so many different ways in which uh, we see Christ suffering himself today uh, in the world because uh, we have thinking of people who are searching for meaning uh, trying to figure out what God is calling them to or who God is um, people who are poor on the outcast the margins uh, are hurting and left behind what Pope Francis calls the throwaway culture mm -hmm. uh, and then young people uh, again who might not know what is left for them what world that they are inheriting uh, and then also the the cry of the earth uh, as our, our planet is, is being ravaged in so many different ways so these wounds and then the UAP seem to be then uh, the responses to those wounds ways that we can help be uh, healers um, do you think about the UAP that way as kind of a sources of healing? Or Pope Francis talks about the church as a field hospital. The, the, sense that we're See, the, the dynamic of the, of the universal apostolic preferences are, okay, we, we, have, we read the context, and, and the context is there. And you, you, you mentioned some characteristic of this. Of this and you mentioned before also the context of the secular society, you know, that also is treating us, you know, secular society, the the big injustice and the context is present for the preferences of, as a as a uh, an environment and then that uh, reading of the of the context um, give a message to you so to the society to each member to the society as a whole to the apostolic works saying how what have you to change to respond better to this context, no? that the calls from the spirit come from the context. What is the best you can do in a secular society? And we say spiritual exercises is a, an excellent skill to help people to gain a, a, their, their, their freedom and to make elections in, personally. Uh, work with the poor uh, means we have to go near the poor, we have to, to be close to the poor. 
if you want went to a company to use, we have to make the movement to uh, listen and learn from them. If we want to take care of or contribute to take care of the of the environment, you, you, we need also to gain conscience about what in our life is uh, is part of the problem, you not know, part of the solution. So, it's a message to your to you, to me, to the society, to our works, and then. Uh, when you understand what is the message for you, you can also share you know, what what kind of change or what kind of mission you can do uh, with excluded to, to to struggle for justice, to to find uh, hope with uh, with the with the with the youth, to really col uh, collaborate in the in the care of the common home. So it's a dynamic. It's a dynamic that starts with the actual situation of the of the context and finish with the change of the context that is the, the, the mission of reconciliation of all things in God. You've talked about uh, engaging with the UAP as a process of conversion, again, not, not a checklist, but as a, a way of um, kind of changing our hearts, changing where we stand. In some ways, you're talking about being close to the poor, getting to, to know people living on the margins and using that uh, relationship then to help guide our, our next steps and being close uh, to young people. Uh, so that spirit of conversion, it seems to be very kind of at the heart of uh, incorporating the, the UAP. Yeah, sure. And, and, and this is also inspiring the, in the gospel. That is the message. You take the, 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 the gospel of Mark and what are the announce of Jesus? Change yourself, change yourself. And then you will you will find the the the, the kingdom of the kingdom of God. So it's the same message. We, if we want to uh, ourselves and the message to the world be real, we have to to have to change. Just as we come to a close of our conversation, I'm just curious for you as you have this global view and uh, travel and meet people all, all over the world, uh, what are sources of, of hope for you, for the society, for the world, for the church? Uh, what, what gives you hope that you see um, in your travels and your work? Uh, I mentioned before uh, that I found uh, a very creative body. No? I, I feel, I found a, a body that is alive and uh, is alive not, is not uh, surviving, is living, no? Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, taking this life from his uh, spiritual experience and giving their life, no? It's very, it's, it's very moving to find so many people really giving their life, not, not, not living only. No, not surviving, not living, but giving the life so others can have life. So I think this is, uh, for me, is a, uh, a font of hope. Uh, and also, this is very, very connected with, with the experience of the first Jesuits, uh, uh, including Ignatius. But they say, okay, this is, we, we keep walking until you want, sir, until you want. And, and we, we put all our, our all what we are there and until you want. No? So really the, the society of Jesus is not our, our, our work is not our property. It's something that we have received as a gift. We want to do it the best in the, in the, best, in the best, uh, 
possible, and but we know that it's the Lord who is finally decide what we are and until we are. Well, Father General, thank you so much for chatting, and uh, again, I hope you have a safe travel uh, back and enjoy the rest of your time uh, here in the United States. Thank you. AMDG is a production of the Jesuit Conference of Canada and the United States and recorded at our headquarters in Washington, D.C. The show is edited by Marcus Bleach. Our theme music is by Kevin Lasky. The Jesuit Conference communications team is Marcus Bleach, Eric Clayton, Dara Sump, Megan Leapsch, Becky Sindelar, and me, Mike Jordan Lasky. Connect with the Jesuits online at Jesuits.org, on Twitter at Jesuit News, Instagram at WeAreTheJesuits, and Facebook.com slash Jesuits. If you or someone you know might be called to discern a vocation to the Jesuits, connect with a Jesuit vocation promoter at BeAJesuit.org. Drop us an email with questions or comments at media at Jesuits.org. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as St. Ignatius of Loyola may or may not have said, go and set the world on fire. Thank you.